Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. And thank you for tuning in to our boardroom chat today. The reason why we're wearing these shirts, what's the reason why we're wearing these shirts? Well, because they're new. <laughs> and you made a statement on a past boardroom chat of how you have to be a faith keeper, no, I No, I did that in one of my pardon the letters, I think. Something. It was. Yeah, something. I know it was, it was, and you said, I want a t-shirt for that. So everybody got together, they made a t-shirt. So here we are, we're wearing, so we're wearing what wearing you shirt. wanted. So we're going to talk about <laughs> faith keeping. And you know, I'm gonna talk it about. It says, yeah. "I'm a faith keeper," because our theme for this year is, "If you keep the faith, everything is yours." Amen. So, and we have those T-shirts as well, and people we've been seeing them on people everywhere we go yeah, to our meetings. It's wonderful to see. But this is a new one. That one was black. This one is sort of a reverse color of the same style, right. but it has a different statement. I'm a faith keeper. And we're gonna talk about our, our, our theme today. I've preached it in churches, not a lot of churches, but. Uh, but I want to minister a little bit on, on the boardroom chat today. Because if you keep the faith, everything is yours. I mean, when I say everything, everything, spiritual, physical, financial, and don't let nobody talk you out of that. Because the word of God, the, God built the world with faith. He used mm -hmm. words and the only way you're going to please God is through faith. So let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. This is our, our main scripture uh, for this particular uh, theme here. And I want to read with verse 1 of 2 Timothy chapter 4. Now watch <clears throat> this. Paul is writing a letter to Timothy. Yeah. Now, you know, the man's about ready to get, get his head chopped off. They're going to take him, take him out. <clears throat> and yet he's writing an encouraging letter to Timothy when Timothy and Titus should have been writing letters to him instead of him writing them. But that's the kind of man he was. He knew that's in right. whom he had believed, and he was persuaded. It's so important that we have people around us that, are, right. that, that will stir us up and Amen. build us up when... Because attacks come to, to people. You right. know, the enemy's not lazy, but uh, it's important that we surround ourselves with Amen. people of faith that will speak life into us whenever the attacks do come. But I want to read 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, and then I'm going to go to our main scripture. Okay. Paul's writing to uh, Timothy. He says, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Mm -hmm. Now, you see, right there, Paul is writing to Timothy. But in God's mind, God's writing to Jesse. God's right. writing to Kathy. God's writing to you. That was proclaimed the gospel. Let me say it again. I charge thee, brethren, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove. That's not easy to do that. But he said to do it. Rebuke. That's even harder to do that. Mm -hmm. Exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Now, and I, but I want to go back to verse 7 here. This, uh, the verse 7 is where I want to go to. Okay. And this is the main scripture. Paul says, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. Right. And I kept the faith. I have kept the faith. And because he kept the faith, everything was his. His apostleship, everything. And let me tell you, he said, yeah, but he, he had his head cut off. He had been wanting to die for a long time. He said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He said, but it's, it's good that I stay here for your sake. So everything he was believing for, he got, except he wanted to go to Spain, but that was out the will of God for him. You see what I'm saying? And God showed him that. So he did what he did and built, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. God wants to help you today, but you have to use faith. And faith is the thread of the fabric of God's clothes. So one of my points in this message, and I want to say it, Kathy, your faith is full of motion and energy. It deserves the passion of your belief. Mm. It deserves the passion of your belief. Right. Now, and I want you to read the Passion Translation of uh, uh, 2, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, and then verse 7, if you don't mind. 
It says, Timothy, in the presence of our great God and Lord Jesus Christ, the one who is destined to judge both the living and the dead by the revelation of his kingdom, I solemnly entrust you to proclaim the word of God and stand upon it no matter what. What? Rise to the occasion and preach when it is convenient and when it's not. Preach in, preach in the full expression of the Holy Spirit with wisdom and patience as you instruct and teach the people. That's verse 1 and 2. Okay, now read verse 7. Verse 7, uh, I, I really need to read verse 5 because you were okay. talking about passion. Verse 5. It says, so be alert to all these things and overcome every form of evil. Carry in your heart the passion of your calling Hallelujah. as a church planter. And, and evangelist and fulfill your call, ministry calling. Verse seven says, I have fought an excellent fight. I have finished my full course and I've kept my heart full of faith. Praise the Lord. Isn't that, that great? That's what I'm saying. See, he said, I, I, I did my full course. Mm -hmm. In other words, he wasn't lacking anymore. He had done what God had called him and to do. And even in the midst of all the trials and challenges right. that he had to fulfill his calling, he says, I have kept my heart Full of faith. Oh, praise the Lord. So he was blessed spiritually, physically, and financially. He says, I have received from Ephrodite all the things you sent me. I'm full, I have all, and I abound. That's a big statement. But you mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? And this is what we're talking about. But you got to have a passion about your faith. Let me see my, tell my, say my point again. Your faith is full of emotion and energy. It deserves the passion of your belief. See, faith is the work, is not the work of a moment, but of a lifetime. Surrendering to faith deepens within us. Every day my faith gets stronger. Why? Because I'm constantly hearing. Most people say, I heard that. Heard, don't get it. Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. So how do you keep your faith? I keep my faith by continually going to the Word of God, putting it in my heart, listening to the Word of God, listening Hallelujah. to preaching, but believing what I hear and, and putting it into practice. When you read the Word of God, do you hear it? I do. I hear yeah. it. I hear it with my spirit. But sometimes it's, you know, to crowd other things out, I'll read it out loud. Amen. So my hear, ears can hear what, my, what I'm saying. What, and what it really gets saying. into my heart more. And, and then I meditate on what I've read. I love what Paul said there in the Passion. I've kept my heart full of faith. Faith is that substance of things that we hope for. The Hebrews tells us, Hebrews chapter Amen. 11, verse 1 is the definition, the evidence of things not seen. That's it. And uh, that's where he says the elders obtained a good report right. because they used this faith. Their heart was filled with faith. Well, somebody's making a record on you. Somebody's right. writing a, a paper on you here. Uh -huh. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. And you See, know what? Faith yeah. comes... The only way faith can come is by hearing. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And that's a continual process. It's not, I've heard it. You know, some people think they right. hear it one time and they right. walk away. No, you have to continually hear it and, and hear it with a, an ear. Remember how Jesus often said, he that has an ear, let, let him, him hear. hear what I'm saying. Everybody had physical ears on their head, but you have right. to hear with your heart. Right. You have to hear and listen and understand. Amen. And I can't say it enough. Faith is not the work of a moment. It is of a, it's, it's a lifetime. It's a lifestyle. You see what I'm saying? We live by faith because the Lord requires that we live by faith because he expects us to please his father. Mm -hmm. And you can't please God without it. So it's spiritual, physical, and financial. That's why I say when the devil's trying to attack my body or your body, that by his stripes I am healed. I'm not denying what I'm feeling. I'm not denying... Uh, pain, if, if, if pain's in there. I deny its right to exist. I speak to it. I command it to listen to me instead of it commanding 
me to listen to it. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And when you understand that, that's what Paul was saying. It don't make no difference. You're in jail and they're going to kill you. When you understand what I'm talking about, if you keep that faith, everything is yours, spiritually, physically, financially. See, some people say, well, we struggle so much. Well, do you believe for it? Think about that for a minute. Do you believe for it? Well, you know, that's just, you know, we were just raised that way. We're not what I call a rich people. We're not asking to be rich. I'm asking you, do you believe what the word of God says? You see, by stripes you were healed, but I am sick. Not dealing with your am sick, dealing with your were healed. See, getting you to look at your answer. Because if I can look at your answer and get you to look at it enough, you'll begin to speak your answer and your problem will dissipate. It's that. literally just that simple. It is. You know, now a lot of people say, well, I get tired of that. Never eat the bread of idleness. My God, listen to me. You never eat the bread of idleness at all. Let me, it's, it's one of my points. When God says, what God says is not a suggestion, but a command and a responsibility. Do you know, a lot of people don't realize that, that when God created the Garden of Eden, he didn't finish it. He waited for Adam, for mankind to put their taste on it to put what they wanted in it. He said, dress it and keep it. When Jody was born, she was born without no clothes. Mm -hmm. All right, they cleaned her up. And I don't know where they got that little thing. Whatever Not it is just Jody, you were too. Yeah, me too. Watch <laughs> it. But the first everybody. thing I did right. in the hospital, I left the hospital after she, she was born and she was, they were taking care of her and, that, and I came back, went and get a beautiful baby dress. I mean, I went. I said, I want the prettiest baby dress you got. And, uh, and I'm pretty good on baby clothes, at least yeah. I think I was. And <laughs> I in fact, when did. I got back, man, I mean, even the um, nurses said, how can this hippie boy, then I was only, what, 22 years old, something like that, uh, can buy such a beautiful dress. But I wanted to dress Jody. And then when they put her in my hands, I've kept her ever since. Mm -hmm. That's what God was telling Adam. Dress it and keep it. Because if you don't keep it, it's a possibility you can lose it. That's what he was telling Adam. You see what I'm saying? So what happened is he didn't keep the faith, so he lost his house. He lost where he lived, and so did Eve. You understand? Do you see what I'm talking about that? Mm -hmm. So let me, let me say that point again. Do not eat the bread of idleness. You know, I mean, what they said when we was in school, idleness is the devil's workshop or something. You ever heard of something like that? They used to say that in one of my classes. Idleness is the devil's workshop. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be in the devil's workshop to start with. So let me just say that again. Never eat the bread of idleness. What God says is not a suggestion, but a command. See, not, not a, well, well, I think so. Like tithing, for example. Let me get on that. That's going to make somebody mad. Well, we don't have to tithe. Let me help you. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to get saved. But I'll tell you one thing, you better get saved because hell is waiting on you. I don't believe in that. That don't change it whether you believe in it or not. You understand what I'm saying? It's a real place like heaven's a real place. See, if you keep the faith, everything is yours. Yeah, the reason why I tithe, because, not because of Malachi 3.10 that he pulled me out of blessing, and I appreciate that, but I like Malachi 3.11. He rebukes the devil for my sake. You see, and, and you know, I understand the Old Testament tithing, New Testament giving, yet the New Testament has, has tithing in it also. But you know, anytime somebody tries to tell you, you all not do this, no, then when it comes to finance, man, that's opening up a door for this, Satan to destroy everything you got. You don't have to do nothing. Think about this. God can make you do anything he wants, but he gives you free will. Right. You can tell God Almighty, no, you should never do that. But you can, mm -hmm. but you ought to tell him yes. Not a suggestion, but a command. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. If you keep the faith. That's how you got me saved. 
you stood on the promise more than the problem. I was the problem. The word of God was the promise. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm pretty sure sometimes it was a taxing. Not easy, you know, because I mean, I, you know, I, every other word was a, was a cuss word. I, I didn't care about God. I didn't care about the church. I didn't care about anybody but myself. I was trying to do a, a, what I call a rock career. But I made up my mind, you know, that when I'm married, Kathy, I'll take care of you. And I've done that. I'll do whatever I need to do to take care of you. You see, so I made a commitment to do that. But she wanted more than that. And she deserved more than that. But when she got born again, she wanted to give me what this precious gift called Jesus that she had received. But I didn't think of Jesus as a person. I thought of Jesus as the Holy Roman Catholic Church, religion. But boy, when I got born again, I went from religion to relationship, then from relationship to fellowship. Oh, and it's been wonderful ever since. Yeah, I love Keep that. It. I'm a faith keeper. Yes, you are. I There's am a song too. called I'm a Faith Walker. Remember that uh, song? Somebody sings that. Was that Renee? Sing, uh, da, 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 da. I can't remember that song. But I mean, when I you're a faith keeper. I walk by faith. It's an old song. Yeah, I walk by yeah, faith. Yeah, we reintroduced mm -hmm. that in the church yeah, this year. I like it's that. so good. So when you understand, I keep it every day. Uh-huh. I, 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 I do my <laughs> devotion every day. I pray it in faith. I hear myself praying his word. I start off with St. John 14, verses 12, 13, and 14. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If I be for you, who can be against you? I say to that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast, and see not doubt in my heart. Believe those things which he say shall come to pass. I'm going to have whatsoever I say it. He went to Nazareth where he was brought up, and as his custom was, went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read. There's delivered to him the book of the prophet Isaiah. He opened up the book and found the place where it's written, the Spirit of the Lord God's upon me, for he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the broken heart, preach the delivery to the captain, recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. He closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. All the <laughs> eyes in the synagogue were fastened upon him. He began to say, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears, all bearing witness and wanted the gracious words that proceeded out of his mouth. But this I say, he was so sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He was so bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposed, prayed, perceived in power, so let him give. Not grudgingly nor necessity for God liveth a cheer forgiver and God is able to make all grace abound toward you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to good work he has dispersed abroad he had given to the poor his righteousness remained forever he was ministered seed to the sower ministers bread for your food multiplies your seed sown increases the fruits of your righteousness being enriched good Lord not just rich enriched in all bounty which causes us thanksgiving to God you want some more I'm not trying to show off here if it's not in you it can't come out of you. That's how you keep the faith. Quote some scripture, mama. <laughs> well, I was about to read a scripture. Oh, you're going to read That's just as good, isn't it? it yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know well, I was I've talking fast, but see, it's got to be in you it is. to be a faith keeper. Yeah, and the reason you're a faith keeper is because I believe that I didn't give up. I, I keep saying don't get weary. There's a scripture in Galatians <laughs> chapter 6, verse 9 that says, and let us not... Be weary. Be weary in well-doing, for in due season we, we will shall reap if we faint not. So, Amen. And because if you have a faith project, you can't be weary. You can't be faint, fainting along the we, way. You can't eat the bread of idleness. That's you what you were talking about. You refuse to be idle with me 
concerning my salvation. Mm -hmm. You and mama were the most aggravating I women I knew in my life. They were on me like white on rice. <laughs> but see, that's how it felt to me, but not to them. They were speaking life-giving words to a dead man. And I got born again. That's and and you should say thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Instead of griping right now. like No, like no. I mean, you got to understand, it. when you're not born again, you don't understand this At stuff. At the time, yeah, you didn't understand because you... You were going down your own road, and I had a I had a faith project. I like I often say, I cut my faith teeth on you. Amen. And and the and the hard difficult thing when I look back of it today is I really didn't know a lot of the Word of God, but the Holy Spirit was my teacher, and He led me how to pray, and He showed me the scriptures, and Amen. I was I was a baby. I cut my baby teeth. I've gotten stronger yeah. over the years, but. The same principle applies. I find it in the Word of God. Amen. Believe it. I remember getting a spiral notebook together and, and getting these little tabs, and I would look up scriptures because we didn't have the helps like we have today, like the right. iPad and all the, the... I had a simple concordance, and I would, right. or I would just go through the Bible and find a scripture when I would be reading it and then write it down under that category of salvation. I was believing for salvation for you and my whole family. Amen. And so I'd write down those scriptures that I could believe for and read. And then when, every time right. I would read it, Faith in my heart would build, uh, get stronger to believe for what I was asking God for. And I didn't get weary. And that's what this scripture says. And he says, and let not us uh, be, be weary in well-doing for in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Due season was coming. Well, and see, I had to believe and not get off track. Right. Well, that's part of the theme. It be not weary in well-doing for in due season, you reap if you faint not. That's keeping the faith. Mm -hmm. Everything is yours. Keep it. So it was a great day, I so guess, to you. So I'm a faith you. keeper. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I'm a faith keeper. You know, I, I guess it was a great day uh, in your way of thinking when I got born again. Did you feel like finally or satisfied? Did you want to shout? I mean, how did you feel when I got born again? When I came out that bathroom, I went in there, a heathen from hell and came out. A baby born again. I was Christian. just so glad. And, you know, I wasn't thinking so much of myself. You know, this, is, this will get my home straight because things weren't beautiful. I knew we weren't going in the right direction. But I was thinking of eternity. You know, God gave me a revelation of eternity, you know, because I didn't really think about God before I got born again. But once I did, I realized that heaven was real and therefore hell was real. And I didn't want anybody to go, to, especially you, to go there. And so that's why my, my daughter, jo, our daughter Jody, the first words out of her mouth was, Dad's not going to hell anymore. <laughs> yeah, three you know, years it, was, old. it was a passion that we, <laughs> we sought God for his salvation. Uh, and, we, you know, our, our lives getting better was a byproduct of that and it was important. But we had an eternal perspective at the time. We, we knew your soul, we, we had, you know, eternity is a long time. We, we yeah. look at this life and we get all caught up in the moment by moment, second by second, and what's happening today and tomorrow. But when we get an eternal perspective, it changes the way we look at other people, the people in our family that, and I remember I'd look at you and I, they were, you were doing a whole lot of things that would make me want to give up, throw my hands up and just walk away. Mm -hmm. uh, but Like I, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've already forgotten it. See? Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is that uh, all of us encounter people like that in our lives even today. And it would be real easy to give up on them. But God wants us to stand in the gap rather than point out the gaps in right. people's lives so that they can make heaven their home as well one day. Praise the Lord. You know, I'm going to have to just say, I, 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 this is going to be a little crude, but you got to understand something about this. You got to understand, I was a sinful man. Now, there's a lot of time we use words to other people to think it's cussing. To us, it's not because it's Cajun to us. Kathy would talk to me about this God stuff, and I call it the God. I'd say, Kathy, get the hell away from me. 
I hate, get away from this stuff. And of course, I'm pretty sure it hurt her feelings and stuff like that. But then Jody would come behind her back and say, what the, and she's three years old, uh, two and a half, three years old. What the matter, daddy? You don't love Jesus. And I've never told Jody no. Jody's 51 today. And I'd go, uh, uh, uh. Now the kid's telling me, you know, in one sense, you know, what's the matter? And I'd say, I wasn't going to lie to her. I'd say, well, I just don't think about, well, you need to. Because <laughs> this was purity at its best. Innocence at its best. This is a child, see? But you know what? That strengthened Jody and that strengthened Kathy would not let me go to hell. I feel that of the Lord to say this now. You've got problems with your family, with your husband, things. Don't let him go to hell. Here is a, a success who went and succeed. Just <laughs> kept punching at the word of God, not punching me, but punching the word of God into me too. Eventually, I realized how much of a, a, a sad sack I was, how much I needed Jesus Christ. See, I was blinded by the devil. I never even saw sin. I never thought of it as sin. I just did what I wanted to do. But when I got born again that night and went out to do that rock show, when I walked into that atmosphere, which the night before I thought was just, woo, glamorous and everything, I saw sin like I'd never seen before. You see what I'm saying? Now, people say, why do you preach so much? <laughs> Second Timothy 4, verse 2, preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. I mean, I may go to lunch today, and who knows who I'll preach to. I don't have to be behind a pulpit. I don't have to be in a church. Mm. I let this proclaiming and this explaining come out, you see. And I study the Word of God. And why do you study the Word of God? So I can become a theologian? No. Study to show yourself approved under God. Right. A workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. If you don't study it's possibly you can wrongly divide the word of truth. And when I say study, I'm not talking about homiletics, hermeneutics, philosophy, and theology. I'm talking about study in your spirit. Become so super sensitive in your spirit that you know God's voice. Jesus, my, my sheep, know my voice. Mm -hmm. And a stranger, they will not follow. Now, what makes you follow a stranger? Their words. They say something to you. Mm -hmm. And you believe that and you go with it. See what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about, keeping the faith. If you keep the faith, everything is yours. I can't emphasize that enough. Now, this is part of my theme, and I, I want to say this too, yeah. and you, this will help you. Uh, don't be so ready to rest your faith on what is going to be. You know why? Faith is not made for the future. It's made for the now. Now faith is, Hebrews 11, 1. But it has the ability to create a future. But if you put your faith, don't be so ready to rest your faith on what is going to be. You know what that does? That overstrains your emotions. I want to talk about that. There are so many Christian people, they emotionally strain. Because they always say, you know, when the Lord get ready. When the Lord get ready. And I can hear God on the throne say, I have been ready since day one. Why don't you accept what I've already given? Mm -hmm. See, so that overstrains your emotions. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've seen some really overstrained, emotionally Christian people. You know, it, sometimes things happen, you don't know wonder why. Let me tell you why sometimes it's hard to get a healing. I mean, why? Because the devil is a respecter of person. God has given that healing. But he will come at some people because, see, some people are way more dangerous to him than some others. So he keeps attacking and doing everything he can. But eventually he's going to give up because he can't win. He kept coming back at Jesus in that desert. 
Jesus hadn't eaten 40 days. He said, won't you eat some bread? Won't you do that? It kept coming, boom, boom. But Jesus kept speaking the word. He kept keeping the faith. Mm -hmm. And guess what? After a while, but he said, Satan left him for a season. Thank God you will outlast the devil, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, whether it's your family, whether it's financial trouble, you know, the best way to get out of financial trouble, you're not going to like this, is to sow a seed. You sow a seed, you get a harvest. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody plants seed without expecting a harvest. There's some people that like to plant tomatoes, you know, and, uh, you know, they do that. I'm saying they're planting some tomatoes in my backyard. Well, they're expecting to get a tomato. We have great tomatoes here in, in New Orleans, Louisiana. They call them Creole tomatoes. Uh -huh. And I really like them. You can almost eat them like an apple, you know what I mean? They're just that good. And there's all kinds of recipes you can put on that. I remember I went to that, uh, I can't name it, that, um, that wonderful restaurant. And, uh, and Leroy Thompson, I love Leroy and Carolyn. They're such blessed. He was with me. And I ordered some Creole tomatoes with blue cheese dressing on it. And, 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 and Leroy said, is that good? I said, yeah, that's good. And he did. He goes, oh, my God. I said, so it became like a natural thing for him to do and for me to do. You see, it was good. See, the Word of God is like that. You'll find recipes in the Word of God that's good for heart pain. Mm -hmm. I mean, this Word of God is a recipe book, good for heart pain. You don't know why something happened the way it happened. And uh, why does the devil keep going? Because he's a devil. But if you keep believing God's Word, you preach the Word, be instant in season and out of season. And then he says, reprove. I don't like that. Rebuke. I don't like that. I'd rather people just say, do this. It's like a child. I don't think if you're a, a parent that enjoys disciplining your kids, something wrong with you. But love in its purest form is discipline. You want them to grow up to be a responsible adult. Mm -hmm. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. If you keep the faith, everything is yours. You and know, it works on every level. You know, you were talking about healing. The, the word seed, what the word has said about healing comes into our hearts at, in Amen. seed form. And the more we read it, the more we water it, the more we meditate on it, it grows in our strength, our faith for that promise grows. Tell them about your bent. And, uh, <laughs> Remember that bent you had about healing, how you wouldn't give up? Well, yes. I had, a, a, I, had a heal, I had a bump on my wrist that came up. It was on the side. It was almost the same size as this bone that's on my wrist. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was getting a little bigger. And you'd given me a diamond bracelet years, probably 20 years ago, mm -hmm. a little sweet little bracelet there. And I wanted, I didn't want to show it to anybody because every time I would show it to them, they'd say, oh, what's that bump? They would notice it. It they was just it a bump. A bump. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but uh, I remember when I was praying pri silently about it, I didn't really want to acknowledge it. I was basically ignoring it. I had prayed, but I didn't want to talk about it. And I, I felt like that was faith because I didn't want to look at it because the Bible talks about look not at the things that are seen but the things which are seen, because the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. And the Word of God is the eternal thing. I was look, it was seen, and I wanted to... Get rid of it. I was looking right. at the faith. But anyway, one day I was in church, and the Lord told me, Kathy, when I heal you of that, who's going to know? You never tell anybody about it. Hmm. So at that moment, I turned around in the church, and there was a lady sitting behind me, and I showed her my wrist. And I said, I want to show you this bump that's on my wrist. I want to tell you this because I'm believing God for to be healed. And when it's healed, I want to be able to come to you and show you that it is healed. She just kind of stared at me in a crazy way. I wasn't sure what she was thinking. I really didn't care. And so I remember um, six, I just start, kept praising the Lord. About six months seemed to go by. I totally forgot about it. And one day I was praising the Lord. That day I was praising the Lord in church, that same servant, church 
that we were at, and I remember I noticed my hand, I looked at my, my wrist, and I noticed it was totally gone. Praise the Lord. And I said, praise the Lord, and I, I said, where's that lady? I turned around, she's sitting behind me. Now, she didn't always sit behind me, but there she was sitting behind me, so I pointed out, I said, do you remember when I told you about my, my healing I was believing for, for my wrist, for this bump to be gone? And, he said, and I said, I want you to look at it right now and notice that it's gone. And she rejoiced with me, and she told me then, which I didn't know till that moment, she said, well, Kathy, you don't know this, but I'm a nurse, and I'm very familiar with those, and she named it what it was called. Mm -hmm. And she says, I've seen it where they, they, you know, they, take, they have to cut it out because it doesn't just, <coughs> doesn't just go away. Right. And then I later learned that they, they often come back. Do you she remember would, how long you were praying for it, for it to manifest? Do you have an I, idea? I, uh, it was that year. It wasn't a big deal. I remember using this statement. In fact, was my it more than a week? Well, it was month. about six months. You're about not listening? Months. I just said I'm six listening. months. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> anyway. I, I uh, want you to say it twice. <laughs> six months. It was about six months is, is where I remember it, that when I told her and then when I saw the manifestation. So it was longer than that that I was praying and believing for it. In fact, I remember even before that point, my mother had noticed it. And she says, Kathy, you really need to go take care of that. And I said, well, Mama, you know, I can. I know I can, but it's not life-threatening. It doesn't even hurt. I said, I've, I've decided I'm going to use my faith on this. I want, And I'm going to use it as a faith project. I remember telling her that. I remember thinking that to myself. I'm going to just use my faith on this because it's not, you know, if it was something that was life-threatening, I may have had a different approach, but it really right. wasn't. And so I remember using that as a, as a thought uh, to way to meditate and think about what I, how to uh, receive whatever it is that I need from God. And I remember seeing the results. That, and, that, and that's been, oh my goodness, 30, more than 30 years ago. Yeah. And it's never come back at all. And, I've, and it's just been, been one thing. Every time I look at my wrist, I'm reminded that God's word works. Amen. If you will believe his word of God. So he says, you can't be weary, like we were talking about in the scripture in Galatians. And I, I want to read that same scripture okay. in the Passion Translation. Because it says in verse, uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, and don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. And that was a good seed of believing the word of God. But that principle of planting a seed in your heart with the word of God about whatever it is that you need. I mean, that was a divine he That was healing. It was a miracle. It was sure. slow. It was a miracle usually is instantaneously, but it was a uh, healing in a my miracle wrist, healing. miracle healing. But there's other uh, uh, things that you may be believing for faith. I call it a faith projects. Maybe you're believing for a home. Maybe you're believing to be Amen. debt free. Maybe you're believing for education uh, money Three to children. pay for that yeah. for your children or for yourself. Maybe you're believing for a vehicle or car, whatever it is. Maybe you're, you're believing for open doors of opportunity. Maybe you feel called to the ministry. But whatever that believing is, find it in the word of God Put it in your heart, say it and declare it and expect it, and you will see it come to pass. In fact, the next verse in verse 10 talks about this financial angle, which we often talk about a financial seed. Sow a financial seed if that's what you're believing for to receive a financial finance. harvest. You can't sow a seed of money for a healing, really, you, to it's us. It's already been paid for. Because you're not buying a healing, but the principle of believing God, what God's Word said about your healing comes is the is the promise of God comes in a seed form and when you meditate on it it grows and you see receive the manifestation of it but here in Galatians Paul was really talking about finances in, and because in verse 10 he says take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others especially our brothers and sisters in the family of faith because he was talking about giving a seed and planting a harvest 
planting so that you can receive a harvest financially. But it applies right, so on every everything. promise in the well, world. Well, most people that I know of are having, not say financial trouble, a lot of them are, but they need financial help. Well, let me give you an opportunity. If you're not a partner to this ministry, pray about becoming one. You can sow a seed today if you like. Now, if you don't want to, don't. That's all right. You don't have to. But I think because we're not going under by no means, you know, because we have so much life and so much buoyancy that we can't sink. Now, I know that sounds arrogant and cocky, but it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. You see what I'm saying? But maybe many of you right now could use some financial help. Why don't you sow a seed? Why don't you become a part of this ministry? We have the anointing of increase on us. You know, we don't require anything, but I have a lot of partners, buddy, that are getting blessed beyond their wildest dreams. And some had not yet got blessed, but they're getting there. You can see it happen. If you'd like to give, go to JDM.org. That's our website. You can get, give a donation there, a donate button. You can use PayPal if you'd like to do that. Or you can text to give a one-time donation or a recurring gift if you want to do that. Or you could just mail in an old-fashioned donation like they do through the mail. Whatever you want to do, 100% of what you give goes into world evangelism. We've been debt-free since 1982. That's a wonderful, wonderful testimony. We just kept believing God, and all of a sudden everything was paid for. Amen. You know why? If we keep the faith, everything is yours. And, and it, it works summertime. It will work all the time. That's right. Let us not be weary and well-doing, for in due season, if you reap, if you, you faint not. You see, will reap. See, I mean, let me tell you something. Bad, see, be not deceived. God's not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, yep. that shall he also reap. Even if it's bad seed, you're going to reap on it. So my God, do, do a good seed. And we've asked the Lord for every dollar given our ministry or a euro, call it what you want, wherever you're watching it, to give us a, a soul into the kingdom Amen. of God. Plus a body healed. We want people healed so they feel good. Yes. So let me say it again. If you'd like to give, and I hope you do because you need some help, just go to JDM.org. That is our website, JDM.org, and you can hit the donate button if you want. Or use PayPal. <clears throat> Excuse me, if you want, or you can text the gift, if uh, a one-time gift or a recurring gift, or you can mail in your donation, whatever. Donation, do a nation, do a nation. That's how I kind of look at it, because Bob said you can save a nation in a day. And we're about to do that. We're oh about to go man, we're running, we're running May, hard. The end of this month. Well, let me tell you what we believe in God for. We are going on. I mean, this year we will spend about five hundred thousand dollars in missions outreach, going from all these nations. I mean, flying all over the world, and we don't. Ask them to pay our expenses. You know why? We believe in God and we believe in you that it'll all come in. And Micah, how many times I've went to Australia and received offerings and left it there? The United Kingdom received offerings and left it there. Do you see my point? I mean, so at 500000 someone could write a check today for $500,000. Have you had that happen? No, I had them write a check for a million dollars. Yes, yes, or it could be 500 people giving a thousand dollars, or a thousand people uh, giving 500. I don't know, just whatever you want to do. But what I want is because not none of that's going to me. That's going into the missions out world. I want your hundredfold to come to you, and I'm gonna keep that faith, believing with you, so you can get it. You certainly deserve it. Why not? Jesus said to do it. Some 30, some 60. Some a hundredfold. You know, Jesse, it does matter what soil you put your seed right. into. In fact, what you're referring to is the hundredfold where Jesus taught about the parable of the sower, that the only there were four different types of soil. That's right. And the only soil that really produced the harvest and what was sown 
was the good soil, the good heart. The go and so yeah. I was talking about the soil of our heart, of course. Yeah, we keep but our, it our still matters clean. where you plant your seed. It matters where you, where you, where you planted, where you plant your life. Yeah, well, you let know? me tell you something about me and Kathy. We don't have no secret sin. If I'm doing something wrong in this ministry, or she is, we don't know we are. And when it comes to finances, we have tax attorneys. We, we have attorneys that tell us about things that we don't know about. You know, we, we, we're not professionals in that area. We do right. We want to uh, do right by the government. We want to do right by you. And we want to do right by God. So it's just such a blessing of the Lord to keep the faith. And we just do those things. But I'll tell you one thing. We're about ready to do, uh, I mean, we're going to do a stretch. We're going to Bermuda. We're going to Verona, Italy. We're going to Denmark. We're going to uh, Switzerland. Uh, we, we're going to stop by France. And you know, tell me, I know I'm going to run into something there myself. Coming back to New Orleans. And I mean, with people, I know I'm going to speak the word. And my guy, come back to New Orleans. We're going to go through Portland, Maine to go back to custom. Then we're going to head right back out to uh, South Africa to preach. And if we can put it all possible, we're going to try to get to uh, Australia this year. And you have Bogota, Colombia I got Bogota. I mean, we are for running the, For September, the I believe it is. Why are you doing that? Preach the word. Mm -hmm. Be instant in season. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I wish it was all free, but it's not. But that's okay. Because, you know, uh, people, that, they make a living on those kind of things. You see what I'm saying? But I, I, I thank you for supporting this ministry. Partners, thank you. I thank you for your financial seed. And we're just believing God for all of it to come in. And it is coming in. It is coming in even as I speak. And I've talked a little bit about it. And I'm telling you, God is doing great and marvelous things. We had one person give $100,000 toward it. Isn't that a miracle of Jesus Christ? That's a lot of money. But you know what? People are worth it. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what Paul was saying. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. That's why I preach. That's why I'm not retiring. I don't mind retiring. I mean, you know, but I don't think it's in my DNA. I don't know how you retire from a calling and the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. So as long as I got breath in this body, I'm going to do this. Now, I'm, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting older. I'm not growing old, but I'm growing older. I noticed when I put this T-shirt on, my chest isn't like what it used to be. <laughs> it's not? It's not. <laughs> I love it. She can't even see it. And I used to, she can see it. <laughs> Praise God. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm getting these man breasts. <laughs> my God. I go, this is terrible, boy. <laughs> but you laughing at it. Praise God. I didn't notice. Yeah, you did good. Praise the Lord. And it's, but so what? It doesn't make any difference. God's word is true. And I don't care what it takes to get someone healed or say we are going to do it. But we don't put our faith in the future. I want to go back to that statement. That overstrains your emotions. Mm -hmm. I want to say this point. Don't boggle your mind with small thoughts. Mm -hmm. So many people boggle their mind with small thoughts. Expand the way you think about yourself. Accept greater revelations and fresh anointing. I call that mental production. That's what God was telling Adam and Eve in Genesis 1.26. He was saying, listen to you, uh, uh, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. I give you dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air, over everything that creepeth upon the earth. I mean, see, in other words, expand your thoughts. Don't boggle your mind with small thoughts. I, I like that point. Let me say it again. Expand the way you think about yourself. If you got to look in, in a mirror and say, excuse me, this is not arrogance and cockiness. It's saying what God says about you. Mm -hmm. that I will complete my destiny and reach my destination. Me and Kathy have set goals in our giving. I remember when I first wanted to give $100, 100, 
$100, a lot of money back then. My God, I give that in tips now without even blinking. I don't mean that pridefully. But at that time, I couldn't do that. Then I set my goal for $1,000, then $10,000, yeah, then $500,000. And I did all these, and a million dollars. And I did that, and $2 million, and I did that. I'm not bragging here. I set myself, I was expanding, expanding. I would not allow small thoughts. One day I'll be able to do these things. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you can too, but you got to start somewhere. And you know where you start? With yourself. Mm-hmm. Right here. With yourself. Study. Lord, I, I want to live good, but I'd rather be a blessing to others. And because you have that thought, which is a great thought, not a small thought, you will live good as well as being a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. I always found that you love to give. I, I noticed that you just enjoy it. And you, she used to ask me about what to give. She don't do that no more. She <laughs> just writes the check and go with it. Well, Why? Because we're people of substance. I don't mean that pridefully. You know, we put those goals, and I, I, this is going strong in someone's heart right now. Listen to me. And we just put the, and then we met that goal. We shouted. We praised God. Sometimes we'd go out to dinner and just say, hey, we, we did it, Kelly. We did it. We did it. Just and then let's set another goal. Let's set another thing. That's why God's always giving us different themes for every year. But this year is really super. Yeah. If you keep the faith, everything is yeah. yours. Do you agree with that? I agree with is that. that. We, good got it on a cup. we got it on a cup too. That's good oh, yeah. preaching. <laughs> yeah, that's good preaching. Kathy got these, I mean, where y'all get these mugs and stuff? Well, I don't know. With the team finds them. With the, I got to get something to drink, man. I done preached myself dry. You ran dry in there? I ran, yeah. <laughs> they give me one of these little, uh, little I like club soda. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they do like, do like you do on television here. You know what I'm saying? Here, oh, <laughs> And everything. But it's just such a blessing of the Lord. Well, I, I, I can having, see them being blessed, Kathy. Yeah, They're getting this, you I, see? I believe that. That's why it's so important. That's why we've got the shirts. It's not to sell a shirt, but it, it communicates a message. This could be something well, for yourself. Are these things for sale? Yeah, we have. They can uh, get them online. We've, we're just starting online. to come available, I believe. I, yeah, I saw a bunch of people. Where was that just recently preaching? In California. I, yeah, they had on the black they ones. They had the black one that said, uh, if you keep the faith, everything, everything is, yours, is yours, which is the theme. But this is a, a spinoff. You want to call it that of the shirt. Faith keepers. But it's important to have faith projects and and to well, it's like a faith goal. And when you meet the in fact, I I like to keep a list of things I'm believing, faith goals, things I'm projects I'm believing for, and then Are you believing anything more for me? In any way, something to change me about something like you were when you were not. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I Come on, speak it, speak it out. Speak it out. Maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that one in my mind. No, keep that in my mind. I never forget. I had a, a, my little nephew. He's a full-grown man. Got kids and and, and things of that nature. And uh, I asked him one time. We called him Little Jules. Uh, Jules. And I said, and he was at my house. He must have been about three or four years old, something like that. And I said, What you thinking, Jules? Little Jules, and he just looked at me and said, Uncle Jesse, I'm going to keep it in my mind. <laughs> and I went, okay. So we, we use that phrase every now and then. But there, I mean, I'm, you're, not, you're not my big faith goal right now. I mean, you're, you're doing Thanks pretty good. <laughs> I still pray for you, of course, I mean, because there's a lot of responsibility on you. What do you pray you. for me for? <laughs> I'm going to well, put you on the spot. <laughs> well, I know that we're believing for certain things. I agree with you. I know when you go to preach, I pray for you. When you leave and if I'm not with you, I pray for the, tri- for the trip. 
and for everything to work Amen. properly. Those are the day-to-day -day things, of course. Right. But, but no, we have faith goals that we have. I'm believing for other things in the ministry. Amen. Like me that. too. I keep writing. Well, of course, I'm believing for what you don't want to hear me say, but my oh. my event center. One day I'll have event, an center. event center. No, you mean you're talking about the. Uh, uh, it's, uh, some people would call it a fellowship hall. Yeah, we, no, I want a fellowship hall, but I want to, y'all believe Don't God start. with me. Right behind my back, behind that sign, is some. I own half of it. Well, when I say I, I mean the ministry. I want the other half so I can make it so big and so beautiful. And But she wants to, let me just tell you, she, she wants to take up a couple of parking lots. Because I know that under her great preaching, that we're going to need every parking spot we can get our hands on. I can see it. I know it. So if I get that back there, I want to be able to do that. And I got all kind of ideas, but I let Kathy handle the building, things of that nature. I don't nature. think you do right now. You're telling me where you... I yes, have. but you don't understand I need every parking spot. I believe in God with you for a church to grow more. And you know what? Am I telling the truth, people? People run out of parking spots, right? You run out of children facilities. Now, I love this thing that Kathy's doing. She came up to me, and I don't quite understand it all because I let Kathy handle it. She's reorganizing or re-changing the children's... Um, calling a children's church redesign. Redesign, and I'm putting some beautiful things in there yeah. and getting a company to come and do this. She had a carpenter the other day, my good friend Richie. We want to tear out that wall and tear And I told her, don't tear out no, no support walls, but Richie, I ain't got to worry about Richie knows what wall to tear out. But that's a good thing. But this fellowship hall, I can see, I, I want I want that property. And what I want, I get. The Bible said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I want more parking spots on that five acres that's over here. Because it, it, it's growing. We, 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 and not to show off, for God's sake, no. I mean, you know, most people would like something small so they could just fly off somewhere. And i got to tell you something about me and Kathy. We never even realized it. We just don't take holy vacations. We found out that a lot of ministers will take a vacation thing, and we went, what? We don't ever do that. We are, not that we're bragging on ourselves. There's just so many things to do, and it's just such a blessing. So I appreciate your ideas and things of that nature, but iron sharpened the iron, and I'm glad you run them by me and I run them by you. And we know we get it all done, and it, it, it's, but we're going to get more done. Oh, oh, yes, there's no other choice, and the only way we can do that is through partnership, people like you. People like me and Kathy, and I'm going to tell you something about me and Kathy. We don't ask you to do anything that we don't do ourselves. If we ask you to give, we use the first people to ever give. First person ever gave a million dollars in this ministry was me. Because yeah, well, I made it. I mean, I did it. And you know, what are you going to do with that? You know, after, people don't understand wealth. Right, let me get on this for a minute. After you got the car, the clothes, the shoes, the jewelry, I don't know, whatever you think is wealth, now what are we going to do? But one of the most greatest and phenomenal, and I'm going to use the word feeling, is when somebody walked down that aisle and give their life to Jesus. Sometimes I'm preaching somewhere and I find out that Kathy is at covenant church and laying, on, laying hands on people and people falling out in the Holy Ghost. She's been preaching on miracles lately. And guess what's happening? Miracles. See, if you preach on finance, finance comes. You preach on salvation, salvation comes. And it's just such a blessing of the Lord. And I really believe we're in the end time. So what we do, we're going to do quickly. So don't boggle your mind with small thoughts. Yeah, Use mental thoughts. production. I have a lot of yes, you thoughts. do. You, and I'm glad you do. <laughs> you see, it's your end with vision is what you do. Yeah. Like this morning, we got up and she had her cup of coffee and stuff like that. And she's been buying some, I call them knickknacks. I don't know what they are. It's little things that she puts on the uh, kitchen counters and things like that. And she goes, Jesse. You got to get my attention, you know what I'm saying? I said, what? Because I was doing my devotion. You were very kind that you didn't talk to me while I was doing my devotion. 
today. I guess you know, and I know her when she's doing it sometimes. Anyway, she said, look, look at the kitchen counter. And I looked at the kitchen counter, and she got some... Uh, canisters. Yeah. Canisters. She said, there used to be pictures there. What do you think? You like the pictures there? This. Uh, I said, well, you know, I like them canisters. It, it, it made it look pretty, and it was nice. But she, you know, it, I think most of the... I should say, I think sometimes she's reading says, the Bible. If your mind says don't say it, you probably should I think she's reading the Bible, but she online shopping. No, she, she, can, showed me, she, showed, she showed me a pair of shoes yesterday. She said, Jesse, isn't this pretty shoes? It comes and in I my looked feet, at that though. and I went, you're going to buy them shoes? No, 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 no I'm not going to buy them shoes. I said, so I didn't say nothing. And I went, she went back to them shoes. I didn't buy and them. And I said, you going to buy them shoes? She said, no. And then I asked her the third time about 10 minutes, you gonna buy them shoes? And I knew something was happening. She said, I'm thinking about it. Think, yeah, I haven't done it. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. So that's fine. I, you, you know what I like about it? When we couldn't buy you a pair of shoes <laughs> and you didn't care, you know, you did what you had to do. Right. And, uh, but today, she used to buy them at Payless. Remember that store, Payless? Well, now she pay more. <laughs> Praise God. And, and, and then the other day, she had two bags. I'm talking bags, sacks, but this big, full of shoes that she gave the, the girls here. And they all kind of, I don't know if they all wear the same size. I'm talking nice shoes here. She said, y'all just have, and they just, go, them girls go crazy over that stuff. Or she'll clean out her closet, boy. Because, you know, we got to be on television. So I've had people say, you know, you wore that tie six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Can I wear it again? That kind of stuff. Keep the faith and everything. This makeup yeah, they put on my face. I'm wondering if your nose is bothering you. No, this makeup it. on my face. Is, you just go blow They put making my hair so white, you know, they got to get the dull, the, uh, the shiny part off. You see, they don't understand. It's not my skin shining. It's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> I think you need to scratch your nose. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I got testimonies right, I want to read before right. we go on. It's this, not that. It's the, it's just the get makeup Get a Kleenex. Stuff. There you go. Yeah, thank you. It's the makeup, man. I, I didn't know they put makeup on you. Yeah, uh, uh, who, who put that? Todd said his head is shining. Oh, the head was yeah. shining. Y'all, excuse me here. I'm wiping so off So we the have makeup. Muriel watching from Canada. Okay. Gay says watching from Hilo, Hawaii. I'm a partner. Hilo. I love Hilo. Keep going. You only got a few minutes left. Uh, I'm watching from Hilo, Hawaii. I'm a partner, and I have seen many financial blessings and breakthroughs in my life. I love your preaching. What in the hell, what in hell, not the hell, what in hell do you want? It was the first time I ever heard you preach. And Hugo says, I love your ministry. God bless you and your family. Watch it from Guadalajara, Mexico. Guadalajara. And Kimron says, thank you, dear brother Jesse and Kathy. I love you both in Jesus from New Zealand. New Zealand, we haven't been there in a long time. We ought to go back to New Zealand. Yeah, Antonia says, hello from, <clears throat> from Georgia. We are hoping to be with you again this year for your visionary conference. Coming up in July this July, year. July, yeah, the oh, dates are always on the time. screen and all our pr promos are there. Make sure, we hope to see you here. This one says, Joe says, I listened to this. This is so beautiful. I heard, read this earlier. Joe says, I listened to this while lying in the emergency department for hours. Thank you for keeping me company, making me laugh and encouraging me to be brave. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? I don't like people being sick. I just don't like that. But she had this, I don't know, she may have heard it on the app. Maybe it was a chat or, or something else. She said, I think it's a chat. And Patricia says, Brother Jesse, I've listened to your preaching since my, the early 90s. I love your ministry. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> and can I say thank you for all the testimonies? And send in some more. We'll read them as many as we can. And we're about ready to shut down right now for this boardroom chat. But let me say, if you keep the faith, everything is yours. I'll say this, and then, and then we have other things to go to and do. 
If I preached this sermon every day for the next 30 years, it would minister greatly better because it would never grow old because that's how you please God. Go read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. In fact, Hebrews 11, verse 1, go all the way down to verse 6 and find out how powerful that is. In fact, if you read the whole chapter, they call that the hall of faith. These It'll people, build you up. It will build you up. Until next time, this is Jesse and Kathy saying thank you once again, partners, for supporting this ministry. And for you that are not a partner, praying about becoming one. Mm -hmm. And we will reach people, change lives, one soul at a time. So until next time, this is Jesse and Kathy saying we see you again. God yeah, bless you. Keep the faith because everything faith. is yours. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.